Hey, this is Karen, Coach's Corner Chats, and joining me is Zach Hammond. Zach, where are you at, and what are you up to? Physically, currently, I'm at, I'm at home right now. Uh, during the really most of the year, I, I'm in charge of getting our boys home. I've got three little ones. Uh, I've got a kindergartner, uh, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old now. So, and my wife's a teacher, so she doesn't get out soon enough. So, physically, I'm right here. Um, but as far as soccer wise and stuff, it's off season time, uh, which we're, we're ending our off season this week, playing later this week, uh, our spring, spring date and looking forward to it. What kind of things do you look for in the spring? You talk about playing another game in the later this week, but what other things are you trying to get in place? Yeah. So a lot of, um, just working on things that we needed to from the fall. Um, so specifically this year is a very defensive focus. Like we ended up scoring more goals in the fall. So physical playing wise, we worked on some defensive stuff this spring. Um, not that I don't think we were a good defensive team, but we, we, I don't know. I think, I think we were just short on, on some of those games and that sort of thing. So really hammering at home because spring is very like slowed down so we can break it down more, right? Like fall is very drinking from a fire hose. It's preparing for each game back to back to back. Right. So, so during the spring, we, we got to slow it down defensively and really hammer home what our true team defending looks like. So you're at Bluffton and this past year was your first year. What were some of the things when you stepped on campus, you're like, these are some of the things that we've got to start laying the foundation for yeah. so we can start identifying things like what you're talking about here in the spring. Yeah. Oh man. That's a very long answer. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, number one thing I, I had to like my personality, I coach very, it can it can be intense sometimes, but I'm very extroverted. So, so I'm very high energy, very kind of sometimes in your face. Um, so I, I needed the program to kind of match that a little bit because um, it was a little more reserved when I came in, a little bit more playing style wise. It was a little more sit back. Um, while I want us to defend high, I want us to be in people's faces and that sort of thing. So, so that was a shift from uh, very get go the first spring last year, shifting the intensity, shifting the competitive drive. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of just rolling over and, and that sort of thing. And like even being underdogs sometimes, like I want us fighting for it. I want us uh, competing every single second. I don't like, hopefully the game goes well and, and we're never down 4-0 or whatever, right? But but at the same time, it does happen, right? So, but I want us to keep competing, keep striving to to be better. Like we should be able to get something out every single training, game, everything. So, um, so that's on the field, off the field, uh, kind of the same mentality academically. I started pushing the girls right away, uh, which was a huge turnaround. Um, before I came in, the GPAs were okay, but last, last uh, fall we had a 3.5 team GPA, which was one of the best semesters that the program has had in a, in a little while. And I love it. I think we were third or fourth best on campus. And, and I want us to be the best on campus. Like, I want us to strive. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. 
if we can be the best academic team on campus. How does one who's extroverted and, and tons of energy, how do you introduce yourself to a team that's kind of, like you said, just kind of enjoyed the flow and are kind of chill mode? And then yep. here comes Zach bringing the energy. How do you get them to come to your side and join you? Ooh, man. Um, kind of a two-step approach almost, right? When I first came in, it was with meetings and stuff. So it was more controlled setting, right? Um, where I couldn't be for myself, I couldn't be as kind of like high intensity and that sort of thing. Right. So we had a few of those leading up to, um, so last spring when we, before we got started with spring training, we had a, at least a couple of meetings. I think it was closer to three or four and they kind of got used to how I would interact and, and that sort of thing. Right. Um, and then once we got to training, they kind of got to see it in full force. So I, I, through those meetings, yeah, I got to lead them in different things and that sort of thing. But they also got to hear me describe like, all right, this is how I'm going to be. Like, it's just a heads up. Like, um, and, and then in training, they got to see it in full force because I, I don't like stop moving. Um, I, I even tell recruits that ask what my coaching style is. I'm like, I get my 10,000 steps easy during training because because i want to see different angles i want to see um every like everything possible and, and i coach within the flow a lot um which is like very my i was a goalkeeper and that's so that's very my background i'm used to that um i'll freeze if necessary but i i want to see every angle fix it within the flow and that sort of thing so and i want team my team to like i said match my energy uh, uh club teams in the past I coached the same way. And there were times I had to be like, look, I have more energy than you girls right now. What is going on? Um, so kind of like a calling out sort of thing. So if if I want them to have it, the high energy, I should have it uh, as well. So. so if we blast all the way back in the past, where did Zach and soccer cross? When did this kind of love of the game begin? Oh man. Uh, honestly, like from the first year of playing it, uh, I was like four or five years old. Um, and my first rec tournament, I don't remember this, but I have video. My parents have video pictures, stories that like first rec tournament, uh, was playing well and stuff. Apparently I had chicken pox and like still played one game. Uh, I think it was Sunday. I wasn't able to play. Um, but like Saturday, like it started, but like they thought it was like bug bite or hive or whatever. Um, but yeah, come to find out that Sunday, uh, I couldn't play anymore, but yeah, I, I still played even then and it grew from there. Like soccer's always been around. It's never been a question of like, do I want to give it up or anything? like, it, it's just been there, which is funny because my parents didn't play. So I was the first introduction to the family of that uh sport and that sort of thing so it's a it's a love that started early and now i get to pass it on to to my kids which is exciting so as you're growing up does this lead to high school soccer or is there a college in the mix where, where does oh, yeah. your kind of path go oh yeah no i i mean club soccer growing up um was huge um for me um not just like 
learning the game and stuff, but also friends like and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then high school. Yeah, I grew up just north of Indianapolis. So I went to a v very large high school. Um, Fisher's High School uh, is the name of it. Uh, I think about 3,300 students in it. Um, it might be even bigger now, to be honest. Um, college went to Indiana Wesleyan University, um, played under Mark Castro, uh, who's actually at Marion University in Indianapolis now. Um, loved it. Like I, I tell everyone about it. Like I, 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 through my process, I had visited D1s, D2s, even a D3, that sort of thing, stepped on foot for Indiana Wesleyan and loved it right away. Like, it only took one visit and, and I was hooked. Um, so I, I loved my experience there uh, so much so that, yeah, towards the end of my senior year, my GA at the time came up to me and was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to somewhere else. We, this position's going to be open. Have you ever thought about it? Like, have you ever thought about coaching and being a GA? And I was like, nope, but I'll give it a try. Like it, it was a no hes hesitation. Like I was like, I'll, I'll give it a go. And yeah, let's do this. So that got me into the grad grad assistant position, started off with goalkeepers, my background, um, and then just kind of took off from there. I coached a couple of years with the men at IWU switched to the women's side. Um, I learned a lot in my two years with the men, uh, but uh, once I switched to the women's side, I learned even more. I had a fantastic, uh, I still talk to him all the time to this day, um, Coach Tim Strader. He, he's currently out in California at Cal Baptist University um, as they're like one of their top assistants out there. Um, and he, he taught me a lot, a lot of how to do the behind the scenes stuff, uh, a lot of um, how to how to think deeper than just like planning the training um like like how players will think how players will react and and all that sort of stuff it it was a really good learning experience with him and i've been able to um kind of apply what he taught and, and what he keeps teaching me as we keep talking and that sort of thing but um through every step almost everything relates back to what he was talking about there there were so many times of office chats that were scheduled for 30 minutes but ended up being like hour and a half and, and like my wife's calling me like where did you go <laughs> so which, which is great i loved every every minute of it what do you think it was about the ga that initially had him look at you and go zach i think you would be a great coach one day what what characteristics do you think kind of stood out to him Oh man, that's a fantastic question. And I feel like I need to ask him myself. Um, I, I would guess some of it is, um, some of it was my playing background, like goalkeeper. Um, I think at the same time, him stepping away, our goalkeeper coach stepped away at the same time. So I think uh, some of his thought was kind of like, a, oh, a twofer. Like, yeah, a GA, but also get some goalkeeper background, right? Um, so I think some, some of that, but I think, um, like through, through me playing and, and such, I wasn't like, I, I was friends with everyone on the team. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't also afraid to step on toes. So 
I don't think that I think when he was looking at the transition from player to GA, especially for the same team I play for, I, I think it for me it was wasn't a super hard transition um, because I was kind of demanding on the field as a goalkeeper because I hated getting scored on. Like I didn't want it to happen, right? So when you with the experience of working with the men and then sliding over and working with the women what what were some of the thing like similarities maybe some differences about how you can deal with the male side versus the female side oh man i get asked that all the time by other coaches and such i learned on the men's side um kind of kind of some retrospect uh thinking and that sort of thing like um kind of some ego and, and that sort of thing of like, Oh, was I like this as a player? <laughs> um, so, so some thought with that um, I learned on the girl side, when I switched to the girl side, like most of this like issues, if you, if you want to call them are off the field. Um, but a lot of it's just connection w- with them, uh, with the female side, like um, a lot of afraid to talk to each other, to to resolve things like uh, nine times out of ten i feel like when when players have issues with each other it's because they haven't talked to each other directly it's either been through text or talking through friends like wait kind of like that old school game of telephone right like you try to pass on a message and it doesn't work like not you gotta talk to each other right um but soccer specific with the girls like i learned as a coach the females will tell or do exactly what you say. So as a coach, you got to be very careful in what you say. Like if I say make a run, yeah, they're going to make that run, but maybe it needs like a little bit of a curl to it or or diagonal or whatever it's going to be. Right. So you got to be very specific in the way that you give direction, Um, which is good. Like it challenges me as a coach then like I got to think, even deeper when, when I'm given that instruction while, while on the guy side, there's more like free flow, right? Like guys are, I mean, even still, if I go out and play pickups soccer, I haven't played in forever, but I'm going to try and be free flowing and like try different things just cause. Right. But yeah, definitely on the female side, they're like, Nope, coach said this. So I'm going to do that. So. So you're at IWU. How long are you there? And then, Where's the next step in your coaching journey? Yeah, so I went, I played from 2010 to 2014, uh, graduated, started coaching right away. So 14 to the August of 18. Yeah. Um, so I, I had started that preseason, like the first few days with IWU of August 18. And I get a call from IU Kokomo, um, Terry Stewart at the time, the head coach. He was in charge of putting together a brand new team at IU Kokomo. And so I got the um, first assistant associate head uh, coach, whatever you want to call it, there. Um, so during preseason, unfortunately, I left. Um, but I, I was pumped for me, um, which was which was awesome. Like I still feel their support. I talk to them all the time still. Um, and then I was at IU Kokomo from 18 to spring of 22. And then that's where Bluffton came along. Um, 
But in between there, I coached with um, a small club in Marion, Indiana. Uh, Marion Lightning is what they, their name is. Um, and then once I switched to IU Kokomo, I started coaching with Indiana Fire Juniors um, out of Grand Park, Indiana there. Or, uh, huge facility there. Um, so, uh, huge club there learned a lot with that being a head coach with club and and stuff. It really took off fantastic directors there that worked with me. Um, they were always coming around watching, giving feedback, but also open to questions as well, which was great. Um, I did do one, uh, season, uh, my last fall, I was at IU Kokomo. I also did goalkeeper work for Marion University for for Coach Castro. He he needed a goalkeeper coach and kind of tug at the heartstrings a little bit of coaching with him again. And uh, so went went down there for a semester of of helping them as well. So. What was the experience like starting a program with Kokomo where it there wasn't one? What 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 do you have to do to even get springboard and start going forward? Oh my goodness. It was awesome and crazy all at the same time. Like um that whole first year I was there was just recruiting. Um, which I love recruiting, but when you're just doing that for a whole year, whew, it gets exhausting. Um like no coaching or anything like, uh, so, uh, but once we started, it was really cool. Like starting our own traditions, our own, this is how things are done in this program. And, and like just being able to start everything fresh was a very new experience rather than like, so I had come from playing with a men's team that was already established, good, that sort of thing. Um, the women's side at IWU was sort of, it was about in a year three of a rebuild. Like the head coach had already been there a couple of years. Um, so I was kind of like in the middle part of that. I got to see some of the inner workings of that. But then, yeah, seeing a completely new build was such a cool thing um, to start everything ourselves. Some of those applications of a rebuild were within that, but not really because it wasn't really rebuilding anything. It was starting brand new. So it was a really cool experience. Um, Got really close through all the recruiting and and starting a program like players and coaches got really close, which I think, um, I mean, I think that helped with the program in the end because like now this past fall, they ended up winning the conference tournament and going to nationals in their fourth year of existence. So that's a really cool thing. Like, even though I'm not there and, and enjoying that, like, yeah, it's a bummer, but it's really cool to see that, like, the the start of it, we, we Coach Stewart and myself set up that success that now Coach uh, Akavine is, is killing it, which is fantastic to see. What was it that led you to think, you know, it's time to make a jump and Bluffton kind of was there? Were you looking or was it just another one of those things where someone may have just said, hey, Zach, you might be a good fit for this. Yeah. Um, kind of a combination of both, to be honest. Um, through through the years of learning through IU Kokomo, helping everything there start and, and really putting the boots to work with the recruiting and everything, it just felt like time. Um, 
but I, I also got reached out by um, Steve Bushry. He's on the men's side at Bluffton. We had known each other. We did a coaching course together. Um, if I remember correctly, it was our D course um, years before. And um, through that, we just stay connected um, as the coaching world does, right? And um, he, he got hired in February last year. He, he called out. He was like, hey, we're looking. You should apply. I think I think you would enjoy it. I think we would work well together and that sort of thing. And so I went, interviewed, and, and loved what I heard, loved campus, loved meeting the players that I did meet at that time and that sort of thing. How important has that been to have the other coach be someone that you have a connection, you have a little bit of a history with when it comes to this and maybe a similar understanding of how you want to play the game and, and yeah. develop a program? Yeah, I think it's huge impact, um, especially since – so I didn't have a full-time assistant all this first year. My When I came in, I had a GA – she, within the first month of being there, um, got hired on somewhere else as like a full-time assistant, not just not just the GA. So that was awesome for her. Um, wasn't able to hire uh, anyone else, like no one else came along. Um, so the whole first year, yeah, not having, I had a part-time, which was at training, which she's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, like huge impact there. But not having it, anyone there the day-to-day, -day, the office work, being able to go and bounce stuff off of him was a huge help. Like, um, I mean, even soccer stuff, as there were several, or there's several times where I go in and like, Hey, I'm thinking about this activity for, for this reason. What do you think about it? And, and he's able to bounce those ideas back, which is great. Um, but also the, the fact that like both of us are kind of in the same boat, we're able like, yeah, he's able to bounce ideas off me and that sort of thing. Um, which is a huge, huge help. Like, I think having that interaction with the coach that's on campus, like, yeah, I can call other coaches up, but they're not there, right? Like, um, and, and having that connection can help in a huge way because um, they know the, the inner workings of the school. Uh, they know the AD, like they know the steps or, or whatever it might be, or, or, like for us, we, we have to work on our own game field. So like we're on the same page with that, which um, it, it makes a difference in the end when, when we're playing on our field, right? Like we want it kept the same way. We want certain things done and, and that sort of thing. The one thing you've talked about is staying in touch with places that you've already been to. How important has keeping those relationships even as you've moved on and you continue to kind of go higher and higher up in the in the levels yeah i think that's a really cool thing um for so many levels i think number one the support like i mentioned the um the coaches that i coached with at first at iwu um coach castro um, coach sanford coach strader and then eventually coach, uh, the Seafords there, like every single one of, of them, like when, when I reach out, even just to say, Hey, like the support is real, right? Like you actually feel that support. And there's times that I reciprocate that, right? Like I, is a really good national, um, team. Like they're, they're in the top 25 pretty consistently now. Like 
So I reach out to them like, hey, good luck or go kick. Uh, like Taylor University is a huge rival. So I see that on the schedule and I'm like, hey, go kick their butt. Right. Uh, so that that just the support is huge on, on both sides. Like because we're all in this together, like even though so last fall we played IU Kokomo actually for a game and uh, it, it was still support like um we we got along great before the game we talked after the game and and it was we're in the same boat we're in the same like we all we all go through the same things so like i I keep saying it but that support amongst coaches is a huge thing like we're all in this together you mentioned early on that your parents weren't soccer yeah uh into soccer at that time what has it been like for them to see not only you be successful as a player, but now you've taken it to the next level. You're a coach. Well, how has that experience been for them watching you get to this point? Ooh, I think sometimes it's a little surreal. Um, like there's been even being up here. I mean, well, I'm three hours away from them and there's been a couple of trainings where they come up for like a weekend. Um, so they come up on Friday and they stop by the training just to kind of see me in action, uh, which is really cool. Um, so I think it's a little surreal, um, especially for my dad. He, uh, was a high school coach for a while in downtown Indianapolis. Um, so which is funny. Cause like I said, he didn't grow up with it. They, they asked him to be the high school coach because they saw he had volunteered for my teams growing up. So really funny, but, um, but no, def- definitely surreal. It's definitely really cool um i i'm still huge into soccer and like i think that gives a good feeling to them that like no they they introduced me and it's like impacted my life this much um which my sister is kind of kind of the same boat she doesn't have a career in soccer she still does some soccer trainings on the side she um she's like a environmental safety person um but she she tries to do some goalkeeper coaching and like club coaching here and there like even even she stays connected so i I think it's just a cool surreal feeling for them like uh, not having it themselves but seeing the impact that it's had in in our lives you mentioned earlier too being in meetings that went a little bit long and then your (laughs) wife your wife calling to see where you're at what impact and how has she been impactful in terms of the part of this whole journey in terms of being your support you've got the young ones yeah. how important has she been in terms of where your soccer journey is now oh man she's awesome uh she's definitely my biggest fan um even though my little ones would argue that they are now but um she, she supports me in every way like um even though, yeah, you have a coaching staff, even though you have other coaches, like I, I definitely think having a supportive spouse like I do, it makes a huge difference because I'm able to go home and be like, all right, I have this issue or or whatever it is. She's a third party that is connected to me, but also not at the same time. Right. And, and she's right there, which makes a difference. Um but her her support is awesome. She loves getting involved with the team. She tries to be the kind of like the team mom as much as possible. Um, she actually, every single team that I've been a part of, she makes a baked good for every single home game 
for the players to have afterwards, um, which I never put the connection together. One of the Bluffton girls the other day was like, yeah, it's kind of like back when we were kids and we got like snacks after the game. I'm like, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> um, but she also has started like a Bible study with uh, my assistant uh, on campus. That's every other week. Like she really tries to make that connection and, and makes the support known through that. The other thing you t- uh, that I know just from watching on social and all that stuff, you love to have your kids around and around the girls and, and what have you. How important is it for your players to see not only you and your wife, but to see the little ones and you interacting with them? Yeah. Uh, so one thing we say the program is, is like a family, right? Like, yeah, the players and the coaches and all that, but um I think I think some of that would get lost if yeah the little ones weren't around right so like that that's, that's a huge thing from me like and it's intentional like um, to to say like yeah we're a family and not bring little ones around like well something's wrong here right um, so I love it I love seeing the girls interact um, actually we just had an ID camp this past weekend and I got asked what's my favorite thing of being at Bluffton so far. And and that was my answer. Like the girls interacting with the kids is is fantastic. Cause like the day we had the camp, we also had alumni game in the evening. I wasn't home at all. Like I didn't get to see my family at all, but yet once my kids and wife came like instant interaction. Um, and and it's like that every single time. Um, so it just means that like I'm doing something worthwhile, right. That like, they interact and with the kids and the kids do re, uh, return that. Like um, it just m- makes it worth it that like uh, all my time with the team, like it's still, it, I don't know. It's still that connection with, with family as well. Like it makes a huge difference, but, um, but the, the, my kids, so I have three boys and even though they're all boys, like they don't care. They just see soccer players and, and they love it. Um, they just started, my two older ones just started rec soccer and they're trying to go out there and they say they're trying to be like the beaver girls and and that sort of thing. So it's a really cool thing. When it comes to them playing, you talked about your dad coaching you back in the day. Is this something that you will be coaching the boys as they come up or are you trying to take a step back and be more of a fan? Oh, definitely taking a step back. 100%. Uh, for, for probably many reasons, uh, the number one, I'll probably get too into it as kind of like a dad coach, especially having more knowledge, right? Like my, my dad could kind of coach us on just kind of effort and like that sort of thing, which was good. Don't get me wrong. But now that like, yeah, I have ideas of what should be done. Uh, I don't see it going well. And, And even my wife early in our marriage, we talked about it. And she, she even agreed like, Nope, you're not doing it. Never. Nope. (laughs) So, um, but I think that's good. Uh, I get to take that step back and and just be kind of what you said, a fan, like cheer them on. Um, like I'm really trying to just my older one who's six, he's, he's pretty smart. Um, and he'll come off and kind of ask some questions and I'm like, I don't know, buddy, what did coach say? Like, I'm, I'm trying to keep that in mind that like, no, he has a coach. I'm just there to simply ask, hey, did you have fun? Like, that's all that matters in the end. 
as you're sitting now at Bluffton heading into season two, what are some of the things you talk about improving defensively, but are there some other kind of mini goals that you've put in place to continue building your program? Yeah. So last fall um, we hit a huge goal uh, that the players had and I had, um, we drive very well with this. We made the conference tournament for the first time since 2011 uh, and the only the second time ever in program history, um, which was awesome, like fantastic. Um, so definitely we want to repeat that, but we want to also have a winning record, which has only been done once in program history. Um, so that's a, that's a huge goal. The many goals to get to that, right? Like, yeah, improving goals against um, scoring more goals, um, which we we did improve scoring goals last fall. Um, so we're on a right trend there. Um, but shutouts um, and, and that sort of thing. We we also had um, kind of a small issue at start of halves of, of giving up goals within the first ten minutes. Um, some of that I think was was a mentality. We played a lot of younger players. Um, I think consistently through the starting 11, even though there were tweaks and like players in and out consistently, like grade year wise, it was 50% underclassmen. So like kind of a little bit of a learning curve there. Right. So I'm hoping next year, uh, a lot of those players returning like that, that improves and that sort of thing. As you look forward and at your kind of coaching journey that you're on, do you see yourself as there, are you kind of like, I'm here, I'm just going to kind of focus on what I'm doing. And if something does pop up, I'm, you know, you, you're always open to maybe another opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of sums it up. Perfect. Like uh, recruits ask that um, even current players ask that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have plans. Like, no, nah, I, I, I don't have plans in mind as far as how long I'll be here, how long, like, for me, um, so I'm huge in my my faith and stuff. Like, whatever is God's plan. Like, if, if something comes up, kind of what you said. Like, oh my goodness, this uh, this would be amazing opportunity. Like, all right, yeah, I'll put my hat in the ring and, and we'll see where it goes. Right, but as far as um, having a definite plan, like uh, as far as long long term, can't. It's hard to do in this profession because yeah, things pop up um knock on wood right like say i get asked to leave <laughs> right like th things happen right like you just never know so really like long-term plan i think i have a three-year plan but any further than that it's just there's just so much unknown like so much can change um i mean who i mean my, my wife has a lot of say in it too right like we we've moved quite a bit with having kids and like family growing. So who's to say, I don't know if, if we have another and like, she's like, no, I don't want to move again. Okay. Like I have to take her into effect account as well. That makes me think of how does, what does Zach do to find kind of balance? Like, is there a, are, do you have moments where you are able to turn soccer off or, and kind of find like, okay, I need to get away. Like what things does Zach do to kind of get his mind off of soccer and just enjoy being, you know, just enjoying life. Ooh. Um, number one thing I do to help with like stress and stuff is workout. Like I, I'm a workout aholic. Like, uh, every morning I have to, or else like I'm, I'm just a different person. 
I get a little grumpier. Uh, even players have kind of noticed, like during the fall, being my first fall as a head coach, I didn't do it, and they they notice a difference from fall to now when I'm putting it as more a priority again. Um, so that's kind of individual as far as like family time and that sort of thing. I definitely schedule things as much as possible. Um, like live by my calendar, like whether it's time in the office or even sometimes when I have to do recruit calls at home, it's in a calendar that actually my wife has access to. So she has an idea. Um, so that way it's not always just last second pop-up type things. Right. Um, but once, once that phone call is done or, or once the training's done or whatever, like it's a switch. It, it's nope, that's done. I have to focus on kids, wife, what it, t- honey do list, whatever it is at home. Um, and, and I learned that early, early on uh, within coaching and marriage. So I the I got married and started being the GA in the same summer. So. It, it was a very learning curve, very big learning curve. But through that, yeah, I, I learned the importance of being able to turn it off. Um, not like, yeah, maybe be able, like I said, talk with my wife at home sometimes, but it's not all the time because there's other things, there's family stuff we have to worry about. Um, so it, it, I say that it's, a, it sounds all easy, but uh, sometimes it's not <laughs> sometimes, uh, definitely not. Uh, I mean, there's, there's times where it keeps me. Yeah. My brain just keeps thinking about stuff when I'm trying to sleep or, or we're sitting watching TV and I'm zoned out and my wife asks me a question and I'm lost in thought and something. And she's like, you didn't even hear me. So, um, it, it definitely sounds easier than it is, but that that's what I try to do. Um, especially, I follow like social media. It is what it is. Like there is some negatives, but I follow some like parent pages that like constantly put out kind of reminders of like, you, you only have little kids for so long. So make the most of it. Um, and, and I think that helps me. Like I, I try not to be on social media a ton. It's hard, but when those things pop up, I see it and it's a reminder, constant reminder of like, yeah, when I go home, it's it's about them. It, it's time for them. Like, it, it's memory making for them. So, one of the things you mentioned earlier was doing everything last year. You were the only one on staff, mm-hmm. other than the one that was at training. Have you been able to add to your staff, or will you be going at it solo again? Yeah, no, we do have a GA lined up. Um, she doesn't start till the August because um, she's finishing up out. Um, in Virginia with her undergrad. Um, but she is phenomenal. I'm already super pumped. Uh, her and I talk quite a bit. Uh, I try not to bug her because it is towards the end of semester with finals and stuff. Right. So, uh, but she's phenomenal. She's already working hard. She's working with the men's team out there, uh, doing some like office work. And then during the summer, she found a high school team to work with, uh, on the field. So she's already putting in work, preparing herself, and she's constantly asking me, like, what can I do? What can I focus on to be better prepared for the fall? Like, that's phenomenal. I, I'm so pumped to get her in. Uh, it's going to be going to be great. It's going to be fast and furious for her because she starts August 1st, and then we report, like, I think it's August 18th. So it's going to be fast and furious for her, but – she's going to do, I think she's going to do great. When looking to add to your staff, 
was there much thought into whether it was a male or female coach? Like, is it a bonus that she's female and be involved? <clears throat> Cause I'm sure there's things that she can relate to with the players that maybe you can't. Yeah. Uh, having, having a female definitely helps. Right. Um, it wasn't a complete deal breaker though at the same time. Cause I, as I mentioned at IU Kokomo, it was me and another male. Um, we eventually went out and we actually found a volunteer coach um, who was a female. So like we got that aspect, but to start, it was just us two. So it wasn't a complete deal breaker, but a- as you said, it definitely helps a lot because she can relate. There are, even though it is a family setting and like, yeah, I try to be kind of like the dad or, or the leader or whatever of the team. Like, yeah, there's going to be things that girls just find easier to go to a female coach about like, so that does, does make a difference in the end. Um, and, and with like, yeah, locker room and stuff, right. Like that, that helps as well. Um, just to avoid everything there and that sort of thing. Um, but definitely, definitely the relating side helps, which the assistant I do have the part-time, like she's staying on staff, which is phenomenal. Uh, she's awesome. She's done some of that. Um, but like I said, not being on campus with us a lot, she, she isn't able to do quite everything that, uh, the upcoming GA will be able to. You mentioned earlier, your wife doing a Bible study, um, you talking about Mm -hmm. how faith is important to you. How important is it for you not only to like talk it, but not to be punny, but to walk it as well and let, and have it out there for like your players to see other coaches et cetera. Yeah, no, definitely. A hundred percent. I actually uh, just two weeks ago, I think it was talked in Bluffton's chapel about uh, like how Christ uh, had said these things, but also lived it himself. Like, yeah, what, what you said was spot on. That's basically what I talked about during that. Like uh, yeah, you talk it, but also walk it sort of thing. Like, that's huge to me. Um, kind of what I what I iterated with like the high energy on the field and like intensity. Like I want to exhibit that. So same thing faith wise. Like uh, it it's a huge importance in, in my life. Um, and, and I exhibit that by like, yeah, getting to church, um, like making that a priority. My my family is in a small group um, through church. So like during the spring here it's Tuesday nights. We haven't had a Tuesday night training, um, mainly because of that reason. Like I, I need to be at that. Um, and, and like, just there's, there's little ways as well, like making sure we pray, uh, at the end of every training at the end of every, like even just get togethers, we, we pray together, like really try to make it an emphasis of like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. This is what's within the program. This chat has been awesome, Zach, and it's a perfect spot to shut it down. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Zach Hammond, and I'm out. Peace. See What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Coaches Let's Chat. 
hit that subscribe button and once again if you get a chance drop a review it's super super helpful for growing the podcast have a good one peace